the hard shoulder. All new Stoke. With the all new Nissan Juke. The coupe crossover by Nissan. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Now, here on News Talk, we're charting, of course, the path to power from the debates to Pennsylvania Avenue. And on the hard shoulder, we're doing it in podcast format, too, with our very own resident comedian, Jim Elliott. I claim you more and more as our own, Jim. Why every not? Week. Well, I like the term resident comedian. It makes yeah. me sound like I live here, like the guy that lived <laughs> under the couch on the old Letterman show. Um, you are, of course. People would have picked up if they haven't listened mm-hmm. before to your accent. You're American. So, you look, you're well placed to take a sideways look at this campaign. Two weeks to go. Two weeks to go, man. It's getting hot now. It is, isn't it? Where are we starting We're this not going to start in the U.S. We're going to start right. in Amsterdam, where I, I caught this news broadcast. A passerby had this to say about Trump's appearance. Apparently he has coronavirus, so it's go- It's a good thing that he's wearing the mask. Oh, <laughs> Trump wearing a mask. <laughs> so that's not the real Trump. That is the wax figure of Trump at the <laughs> Madame Tussauds in Amsterdam. When he came down with coronavirus, they moved They moved the figure to its own little area, put uh, quarantine wire all around oh, him and great. put a mask on him, put him in the window, which I like that. I like their commitment to realism. I wonder what they would have done if he actually had to go on a ventilator. Would they have laid him out and borrowed the oxygen tank from Bane in the Batman exhibit and put him out? Anyway. Back to the USA. So there was supposed to be a debate last week that yes. got called off because of uh, the uh, health complications. So they moved it instead to having two town halls. Mm. So Biden did a town hall. Trump did a town hall. Uh, so at a town hall, you take questions from the from the hosts for about 20 minutes, and then you answer questions from the audience. And Biden and Trump, uh, they went on at the same time. The best exchange that we had was from the, the Trump town hall. Where Trump's host was Savannah Guthrie, and she had a great exchange from that if we want to play that. Just this week, you retweeted to your 87 million followers a conspiracy theory that Joe Biden orchestrated to have SEAL Team 6, the Navy SEAL Team 6, killed to cover up the, f- the fake death of bin Laden. Now, why would you send a lie like that to your followers? It, you retweeted That was a retweet. That was a, an opinion of somebody, but, and that was a retweet. I'll put it out there. People can decide for themselves. I don't the take president. a position. You're not like someone's crazy uncle who no, can no, just retweet no, no. whatever. That was a retweet. Now, there's two things here. There's first of all, there's this bonkers conspiracy theory oh, yeah. aspect, and then there's the whole Donald Trump thinks it's perfectly fine to just retweet, to just retweet whatever he wants. So I, yeah. lo- I I'm love just that. putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I, you know, you decide. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Well, if, you know, you have a little bit of a responsibility, a communication responsibility. So it was nice to see uh, Samantha pointing out that the president of the United States maybe shouldn't adopt a retweets are not endorsement stance. And later on in that same interview, he, he uh, interviewed in that same town hall. He on he, behalf of crazy uncles, I'm a little offended though at her slur. You know, but anyway, are you a crazy I, uncle? I, I, you got some, you go, got some nephews and nieces. Oh yeah, they'd be like, oh. You get to be the fun uncle. He's like the crazy uncle. Yeah, yeah you think people who think they're the fun uncle. I hate to break it to you, you're the crazy uncle. You can be the crazy <laughs> uncle, and that's fine for whichever. If it's your brother that has the kids, you know his wife just hates him. <laughs> that crazy uncle Jim coming over again. He's trying to get my six year old to smoke. Anyway, so later on in the interview, he also took a chance. Uh, she asked him if he wanted to disavow QAnon, so another crazy conspiracy. And he said he said the same thing. He said, "I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I couldn't possibly disavow it. I don't know anything about it." So he can retweet behind, or he can retreat behind his retweet excuse. But the bottom line is, is that if you're into conspiracy theories, you've never had a greater president in your entire life. You love this guy. He's never met a conspiracy theory he won't espouse. You're probably going to buy one of those red "Make America Great Again" hats and covered in tinfoil. How were the 
the actual town halls beyond that? I mean, they were fine. They were they were a little bit, uh, dare I say it, a little bit on the boring side. So they were both on at the same time. Uh, and this doesn't matter, but the only reason I'm saying it is because it totally matters to Trump. But Nielsen came in with the ratings the next day. 14.1 million people watched Biden's town hall. 13.5 million people watched oh. Trump's. Losing in the ratings to sleepy Joe Biden. That's got to hurt. So Biden's town hall, I watched the highlights of that one. It was boring. Uh, which is fine. If you're in the lead, like yeah, he is in the polls, all you want to do is, be, if your opponent is digging, you let him keep digging. That's fine. And you know what? I think regardless of your politics, whether or not you support Trump, I have to imagine you kind of miss having a boring president. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you could go a whole week and you didn't even think about the president of the United States <laughs> once? I was thinking about that when I was watching the vice presidential debate between Harris and Pence. That was boring as well. It was wonderful. It was just a nice, soothing bomb. And I think we appreciate boring now, like an adolescent who's done trying to make the scene every night and is trying to settle down. We appreciate boring, and we all owe Al Gore an apology. Yeah, well, Al Gore certainly is a long way removed from Donald Trump. Uh, I, I assume beyond the town hall, his campaigning continues. Oh, my God. Campaigning is going nonstop. The president, God bless him, he's got a lot of energy. He, he did uh, two rallies in Arizona just yesterday. He did a ra- He's doing a rally in Pennsylvania today. He's doing one in North Carolina tomorrow. We, ha- we have a clip from one of his rallies. I think this one was actually in Nevada, uh, depending on which one we pull up here. You play that clip from the rally? He's going to lock down. This guy wants to lock down. He'll listen to the scientists. If I listened totally to the scientists, we would right now have a country that would be in a massive depression instead of, we're like a rocket ship. Take a look at the numbers. A rocket ship. That's how well the economy is going right now. Would you call it a rocket ship, Kieran? Like a North Korean rocket ship like blasting a... straight into the Yellow Sea. Yeah, like the Challenger <laughs> was a rocket ship. It's incredible. More people unemployed than ever. So, uh, but I want to talk about the way that he talks, and I want to. He did that nice little line there. You can't really hear it in the audio, but if you watch the clip, he stands very stiff when he goes, "He'll listen to the scientists." making fun of Joe Biden for listening to the scientific community in the middle of a pandemic. I want to talk about his his speaking style. And and I think it's remarkable because we're never really going to have another president who talks this way. His speaking style during a rally is incredible because it, it really seems like everything is just off the top of his head. There's this comedian in New York City by the name of Dave Smith who had a great album came out right after the election called Libertas. Uh, that was mostly about Trump. And he talked about how remarkable it is you, to watch a political candidate speaking and giving a speech, top of the head, no no notes, no nothing, yeah. and to say this, to say this phrase, which has never been said during a political speech before. What else? And then just pick up another topic and go on. Nobody else says what else. Nobody else is freestyling up there. Everybody else knows so exactly what He says what it in want. the context of literally he gets just to like, the end yeah, of the thought well, and goes, all well, right, what, what else, else do you want to talk oh, about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey, China, we'll go from that. So that's it's, it's a really remarkable thing. And that is a great album, by the way, Dave Smith, Libertas. If you're at all a skeptic about stuff or a little bit of a realist, you should listen to that. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just was going to say, like, it, I was listening to NPR, the Politics mm-hmm. Podcast, actually today driving up um, – and they were just asked one of the one of the correspondents was asked, you know, what had been the the, the rally about? Maybe it was this one in Nevada. Mm. And and there was kind of a moment's pause, and they went, "It's hard to say what it was They're about." They're never really. about. It was, it was anything. about a lot of things. It's it's <laughs> about whatever he wants to talk about for the forty five minutes to ninety minutes that he's going to be up there, and he's going to hit the he's going to hit the notes that everybody knows. He's going to bag on the press a little bit. He's going to probably say, "Open the states." He's you know, four years ago it was all build the wall and lock her up. His crowd is chanting, "Lock him up again," and. It's it's not really clear if they're talking about Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or Dr. Fauci. It's just a good three-word chant. Yeah. Lock him up. It's like USA. And it's I assume when he, when he goes 
too far. It's like the retweet excuse. Well, this is, is my point, and this is what I'm, what I wanted to talk about in terms of how he talks. The ironic distance that he holds himself while he's speaking. If he goes too far, he's almost like a comedian in that. In that you can you can go see a comic, and the comic will say something reprehensible if you were to print it out in black and white and read it. But because he's maintaining that ironic distance, and you're like, well, I don't really know if he's kidding or if he means it or if he doesn't. And that that sort of uh, uh, incongruity, that friction, is what leads you to laugh. That it works in a comedy club. And so it's so weird to watch the most powerful man in democracy do this and hold himself in a place where he can always retreat behind, I'm joking, and his apologist can go, oh, well, you didn't take that seriously, did you? Well, that's more fool you. And, and it, it make it like it's your fault for not parsing the language of the president to look for the hidden wink. Like, do you remember this, this clip from The Simpsons? I want to pull this one up real quick. It's a joke. When you give me that look, it's a joke. <laughs> There's our obligatory Simpsons reference. Absolutely. But that, that's crusty when he told a joke that went too far and everybody looked at him horrified and he went, oh, it's a joke. But if you can retweet behind, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a fundamentally dishonest and cowardly way to be. You can say whatever you want. So that episode that I pulled that from, actually, that was from, uh, from when Krusty runs for Congress. And the joke he made at the dinner table that was too far was about how if he wanted to, he could have someone killed. Is that too far? Does this sound familiar? This is from four years ago. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. <laughs> hey, Kieran, don't take it seriously. It's a joke. Yeah. What's the matter with you? It's not like this guy should be taken seriously. Quite literally, Krusty the Clown. Two Isn't more it, weeks. Two more weeks of this, man. And that, that'll put your uh, your level five in perspective. I know we don't want to talk about it too much, but two more two weeks of election and then another week for the dust to settle. And then, hey, man, we're halfway through level five. We can make it, baby. Yeah, I think you're maybe being a bit optimistic about how long this is going to drag on. Afterwards. I'm American. We're, we're, That's we're gonna, my prerogative. We're going to get to know all these uh, recount lawyers very well, I think, over those uh, couple of weeks. Jim, Indeed. always good to talk to you. Jim Elliott, our comedian there. Thank you.